At Simple Mobile, you get the no contract advantage. Those other mobile companies make you think you're in control, but you're really not. They lure you in with shiny new phones and then lock you into long-term agreements. But Simple Mobile is different. You can get a 30-day plan starting at $25. You can also get the latest smartphones, or if you have a compatible phone you love, you can bring it. Just text BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. It's the reliability you need when you need it. All on a powerful nationwide 5G network. With no mystery fees, no activation fees, and no contract ever. All for less money and no contract ever. 5G-capable device and SIM required. Actual availability and coverage and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speed not yet available. Message and data rates may apply. Visit simplemobile.com slash privacy policy for privacy policy. Service plan required for activation. Terms at simplemobile.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Jason Lipschutz, and I'm an associate editor and the Pop Shop blog editor of Billboard.com. Based in New York on the other line in Los Angeles is the Tupac hologram of the chart world. Keith Caulfield, how's it going, Keith? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. I, I, I one one of these years I'm going to Coachella in a couple a couple days. One of these years I'm going to get you there. We're going to bask in the Indio sunshine together. Oh, God no. We'll, I'll I'll introduce you to a bunch of buzz bands. It'll this be great. Is, this is just like my uh, a festival in like the blazing sun in the desert. Is like yeah. It's not quite my worst nightmare because that's a bit dramatic, but I mean it's not something i want to do i want to be inside where there's like cool air conditioning and it's and it's shady and um yeah that's about it uh so why can't we have more festivals that are say indoors like a winter wonderland with all the bands you love wouldn't that be great (laughs) like a snow like a snowy like what about what's that festival in iceland like it's got to be cold when they do it right that one (laughs) i i suppose so yeah i mean there's there's i guess like jingle ball um, yeah, well, that's that. I mean, that's that's not quite the same thing. iHeartRadio Fest. Yeah, it's like I'm going to Corporateville Fest. Yeah, sorry. There oh, you go. I we we digress. <laughs> we digress indeed. Welcome to the Pop Shop Podcast. On this Wednesday afternoon, we are recording this. You'll hear this on Thursday. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, as always today. Uptown Funk again, number one on the Hot 100. We it got some will good not stop. Won't stop, can't stop, won't stop. We, How many times have we said that every week? It can't stop, won't stop. The uptown funk just keeps on giving it to you. <laughs> it's true, man. We can't we can't avoid it. We're also going to be talking about the Furious Seven soundtrack, which races up, uh, as they say. It drives up the 7. chart this week. It drives up. It speeds <laughs> up the charts, as some <laughs> might say. Grown. Um, and we also, later, we have an interview, one, one of my favorite interviews on the Pop Shop Podcast in a while, with Jessie Ware, who was in town promoting her new album, Tough Love. We had a very, very fun, rollicking discussion on her tour bus. Can't wait. I call her Jessie Chatty Cathy Ware. Basically, it was, it's, it's, and you'll hear, I got in like two questions in the span of like 10 minutes but it, it didn't even matter because she, she was just so entertaining she doesn't seem like you know the like you know the, the imagery and the, the songs very seem, austere right yes, but then like in very... person she is a total live wire and hilarious so can't wait to get to that later in the show it before we begin of course some housekeeping notes if you like the show subscribe to the pop shop podcast on itunes that way you will never ever miss an episode why would you ever want to miss a pop shop podcast it's it just it seems insane give us a rating or review on 
iTunes if you can. Always helps our stats, and we always appreciate it. Yeah, and, and if you have and, and Jason, by the way, it's kind of like you know when you listen to your local public radio station or your you watch local public TV, and and we're kind of like that in a way where. It doesn't cost anything to actually like yeah. get us, and and we it's never true. we never come and ask you for your money. Unlike no. say those evil public radio stations who say, <laughs> "Yeah, give us your money." You know, you don't have to, but really, it's the best thing to do. We don't even ask you for money. Just just we just ask for those stars, those d- iTunes stars. Give me a star. Give me a subscription. Say that you like us. Tweet about us. Sorry, I don't know why I'm so tweet, like... You can tweet about us, and if you have a question for the Popular Podcast, hit us up on Twitter. He is at Keith underscore Caulfield. I am at Jason Lipschutz. Keith, are you ready to go? Yes. Let's do it, man. Let's start with the Billboard Music Awards. Let's start with the Billboard Music Awards, man. So the finalists were announced earlier this week, and the show is obviously May 17th, 2015. Can't dun, dun, wait for that. Dun, 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 dun. Little over a month away. First of all, Keith, in terms of the finalists, Taylor Swift leads all finalists with what a 14... Surprise. 14 entries in 13 categories. Not a shock there. She had a huge chart year as well as a a huge just year in general. But in in terms of her albums, her singles, she was everywhere. And, yeah, I can't wait to see what goes down on May 17th. Keith, you were there at the announcement of the finalists on Tuesday the 7th. How was it, man? You had fun? It was fun, yeah. I was asked to um, participate in the finalist announcement that was held at Twitter's uh, headquarters, or at least it's Los Angeles headquarters, in Santa Monica, uh, which is, uh, and, and this particular building is about three blocks away from the beach and the ocean, which is pretty awesome. I'll Instagram a photo of the beach as I was walking back to my car. Um, but yeah, I got to participate in the announcement where I did a, I moderated a Twitter Q&A with uh, Chrissy Teigen and Jesse Smollett. Uh, who announced the finalists, and uh, Chrissy is actually also going to be co-hosting the show with Ludacris. And earlier that day, Ludacris and Pete Wentz had announced uh, the first five categories of the show, and then later that morning, Chrissy and Jesse picked up the rest of the finalists. They read another, I believe, 35 (laughs) categories, uh, which was pretty incredible. so yeah, it was fun, and I, you know, Chrissy and Jesse were very nice. Uh, Jesse's uh, taller than I expected. Um, and really, how how tall is he? he well, I'm five nine, and he's probably a couple inches taller than me. Okay. Um, he just seemed he was a little bit more sort of like imposing um, than I expected. Because um, I, I, you know, sometimes with actors that you see on TV, you expect them to yeah, sort of be smaller. Yeah. You never know. Um, and then. Chrissy seemed taller too, and I'm like, you seem so sort of, you know, oh, you're so pint-sized in, in photos, and then you see her in person, you're like, oh, you're actually pretty tall too. I mean, she's not like Glamazon tall, but so, um, but they were both lovely, and um, she she seems just as funny as she does on her Twitter. Um, so yeah, yeah it was fun, and I, I was I was thrilled to do that, and um, evidently my beard uh, made some waves on Twitter. At least, yeah. So what's going on? What's going on with that, man? You you have a beard. I mean, this is huge news for the Pop Shop Podcast. Yeah. All of our okay, all fine. of our listeners have been tweeting in questions. What's going on with Keith's beard? Let come come clean, man. Let, go go on the record. What's come going clean. on? Come clean. It's a Hillary Duff reference. Um, <laughs> it, well, uh, it, well, what's funny is I didn't realize it was going to cause such a stir within our office, but some of my coworkers <laughs> tweeted about it. 
<laughs> and they were like, come for Chrissy and Jesse, stay for Keith Caulfield's beard. I'm like, what? So yeah. what actually happened, and this is like the 22nd story, 22nd version. Um, the week before the Grammy Awards, um, I fell uh, on a sidewalk and uh, sort of kind of busted open uh, uh, underneath my chin a little bit. And um, I it was I couldn't shave, <laughs> and then and I couldn't shave all week long. And then suddenly it was the Grammy Awards, and I still couldn't shave. And I'm like, oh crap, what do I do? Because I knew that I was going to be on camera with Jason for our live streaming podcast. Yeah. And so I I was like, well, you know, I don't actually kind of mind the way I look right now. Let me just sort of clean it up, and you know, let's see how it looks. And then people said it looked good, and I didn't mind not having to shave every day. So yeah, I've got some facial hair going now. <laughs> Dude, did I, have I ever showed you pictures? I I, I think I did. I showed you, you pictures of me in in college when I had a very terrible looking beard. I, I saw you with all that extra hair on your head, where where you look like you were like th- like one of the roadies for fish or something. <laughs> that's because I was a roadie for fish. No, I'm, <laughs> Turns no, I'm just out, kidding. That's... I'm just kidding. But you know what? Beard, you you can't go wrong with it, and. Uh, Great to hear, man. Uh, apparently, there's a uh, you, you wanted to mention that there's a really cool fan voted award with the BBMAs this year. Yeah, there's we, well, we do, we do. I think we do a fan voted award almost every year, and this this year's award uh, there are three artists that are in the running, and it's the only fan voted award uh, of the entire evening. Um, I believe the category is called the Billboard Chart Achievement award it might be also called something else so don't quote me on that i apologize because i think the name of the category was a little bit in flux but anyway um there are three artists in the running taylor swift iggy azalea and megan trainer and each of those three have a particular chart achievement that is attached to them so you're kind of voting for that achievement but also i think you're also voting for whoever is your favorite artist um and you can vote um at billboardmusicawards.com i believe and somewhere on billboard.com um, and you can vote, I think, up until shortly before the show, and then they will present that award on the show itself. And uh, yeah, it's the only fan-voted uh, uh, category of the night. But I do have to say, and then I'll shut up, um, because I'm because I'm fairly close to the Billboard Music Awards, because the Billboard Music Awards categories and all the finalists are derived from the Billboard charts. Um, it's actually based on the chart performance each week on our weekly charts. So in effect... You, the listener, you, the consumer, have been voting, basically, for these artists and songs and albums over the past year. Because you listened to them, you bought them, you streamed them, you liked them on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter or whatever. And all that activity added up into the finalists that were announced this week. Ta-da! Very cool, man. No, I can't. I, uh, Billboard Music Awards time is always a fun time for us. We'll obviously be talking about it a ton leading up to the big event on May 17th. And... Uh, happy to get those finalists out there now, man, and you, you know, and dissect your beard as well. Yeah. So, Keith, Uptown Funk, hey. it's a song you made by Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars. It's been number one now for 14 straight weeks, and last week it set the record for the longest run at number one of the Hot 100 this decade of the 2010s. Now, by going up from 13 weeks to 14 weeks at number one, is the longest number, longest running number one of the century of the 2000s. No other song has been at number one longer than Uptown Funk. It's uh, it's crazy, man. And now it's only two weeks away from tying the all-time Hot 100 number one run of One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey, Boyz II Men. What, what do you think? I, I mean, look, looking at this week, 
looking at how the Hot 100 shakes out a little bit? I, I mean, I know we're just kind of digesting these numbers. What, what do you think, man? Is it is it still going strong? Well, let me clarify just one thing. Uh, Uptown Funk is in its 14th week at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. That ties the Black Eyed Peas' I Got a Feeling. Oh, for, I thought it set the record. Oh, no, for excuse the, for, me. For the longest run this century. Okay, and of course, so the century that. The century would have started in 2000. Um, and it's also, uh, uh, there's another song that's tied with Mariah Carey's We Belong Together um, with 14 weeks at number one. So it's it's in a three-way tie for the longest My run bad. My bad. This the chart master zaps me again. My B. Anyway. Uh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> but um, it will probably, I'm thinking, probably be number one again next week, um, which would be a 15th week, which would make it on its own, the second longest-running number one ever behind Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men's One Sweet Day with 16 weeks at number one. So right now, this is this is the all-time ranking, okay? One Sweet Day with Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men's 16 weeks at number one. Then there are a boatload of songs uh, with 14 weeks at number one. Uh, Uptown Funk, I Got a Feeling, We Belong Together by, Mar- by Mariah, Elton John's Candle in the Wind, The Macarena, Boys to Men's I'll Make Love to You, and Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You all have 14 weeks in number one. So it'll be really really Uh. be spectacular if he can get one more week at number one for a 15th week and then have the longest-running number one this century and then have the second-longest-running number one ever. Again, anything can happen. You know, who knows? Uh, There could be some Justin Timberlake song that, you know, materializes. There could be another Rihanna track that sets the world on fire. I mean, don't know. Don't know. Don't know. So just to put it in perspective, right now it's like tied with a bunch of other songs for the silver medal of all time. Yes. If it if it's number one for one more week, it's alone with that silver medal. Correct. And then in two weeks, if it's still number one, it's tied for that gold with One Sweet Day. Yeah. Three weeks more at number one. That would be 17 weeks total. It's got that gold for all time and you know the great thing about this and then i'll shut up the great thing about this is that <laughs> no, uptown- you don't have to shut yourself up man what? Get, go no no it's no, no. poetic okay. i was about to call you girl i don't know why i was like girl um <laughs> i was about to like pull some like drag like talk on you girl let me tell you something <laughs> um it's all that drag race watching i do um you know the great thing about uptown funk is that even though it's been number one for a million weeks it's one of those songs that i feel doesn't get old and it's a great song. It's not like kitschy. It's not like, you know, oh wow, it's a novelty track that spent a million weeks at number one. Mm, you know, it's it's like a legitimate hit, and it's so cool to see like like awesomeness celebrated. And yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know. We will see what happens in the next few weeks. It doesn't feel like one of the biggest songs of all time to me and not in a bad way i just i feel like maybe it's just my personal experience i just remember like a year and a half ago blurred lines i just it, it obviously wasn't number one for as many weeks as uptown funk but i just remember that song just being like oh my gosh it's everywhere and i feel like i haven't hit that point yet with uptown funk maybe it's getting there but it's but i think that's sort of helped it where people haven't gotten sick of it yet yeah well so. and, you know and, and blurred lines was number one for 12 weeks so yeah it's been uh, yeah obviously um and i think and also i think the, the other difference is that uptown funk came out of the gate so strong it, it, it debuted at like 65 and then was in the top 10 two weeks later 
Yeah. Uh, so it had true. a really, really fast rise. So most of its chart life has been at number one, really. Like That is true. Like two-thirds of its chart life have been at number one. So it's one of those weird songs where it came out of the gate and was like, I'm number one, and then that was it, <laughs> kind of. So, Keith, a little bit lower on the Hot 100 this week, Rihanna's new single, Bitch Better Have My Money. We talked about it last week. It debuted at number 23, moves up four spots this week to number 19. But I wanted to ask about its radio. Uh, is it is it catching on yet? I know it's still early, but how is it? I mean, this doesn't really feel like a pop smash. We talked about that last week, like I said. But how is it performing at pop radio? Well, it's at pop radio specifically. It's down actually 33% um, in spins at the format. It's not even on the, the mainstream top 40 chart, which is known as pop songs, if you're looking at billboard.com. I think that's probably not that surprising considering it's a fairly challenging record for top 40. Um, it's probably something more for uh, you know rhythmic-leaning uh, radio stations or urban radio stations to play because it's a little bit more harder-edged. Um, and also just the fact that it's just um, a heavily edited song. I think the, the clean version is Better Have My Money or Bit Better Have My Money. Um, kind of takes away some of the the, the sting, uh, you know. The, the the original punch of the song is out the window now. Um, so I I don't know. And also this Rihanna rollout for her new album, it's it's difficult to sort of figure out what is the actual single. Like, what's the lead single? Is it four or five seconds? Is it that other track, the name of which just escaped me, that she premiered the video on title? Um, yeah. Is it this song? I don't know. It it's been interesting, and it it's funny because. It's kind of same goes a little bit with the Kanye West album, which right. we know the title of that is So Help Me God, but All Day kind of is the de facto single now, but there was also Only One with Paul McCartney. There's also Wolves. We never got that studio version of that song that he performed on the SNL 40th anniversary. So it's interesting to see these two superstars kind of roll out their new albums and their new projects in, in almost like a sideways format where it's like, here's this, here's that we're not really going to be explicitly pushing one song to radio. It's, it's interesting to me. And, and, you know, either of those artists could have their album fall out of the sky in the next, you know, day, week, month. What if they both put out their albums on the same day? (sighs) Actually, they probably wouldn't do that because they wouldn't want to compete against one another. Yeah. Hey, you never know. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe they have like a friendly bet. Like it's almost like trading places Ooh, what if they do something where it's like you know buy my album and get hers at the same time like it's it's like a twofer like it's a rock nation like combo platter you know how quickly i would buy those albums man i would buy them in like four four or five five seconds seconds. yeah four or five seconds all right (laughs) kanye is managed by rock nation right yes okay cool. i believe so yes anyway uh let's move on man here are a couple songs as we do every week on the pop shop podcast that are not on the Hot 100's top 20 yet, not in the top 40. Maybe they're not even the Hot 100 at all, but we have an eye on them. They could be moving up into hit status soon enough. That's why we call it Soon To Be Hits. All right, man, it is your time to shine. What is our first Soon To Be Hit? By the way, it's like, and it's Keith, your turn. Um. Well, mine is actually a song that is something, it's a genre that we don't normally talk about on the Pop Shop podcast because, well, it's called Pop Shop. It's actually a country song by a woman named Kelsey Ballerini. Forgive me if I am pronouncing her her name incorrectly. But she has a song called Love Me Like You Mean It. It debuts on the Billboard Hot 100 this week. 
and it's a, a country song which has been endorsed by you may have heard of her taylor swift uh, taylor tweeted about the song in march um, saying that she just couldn't get the song out of her head and if you listen to the track you'll hear why um, it's super catchy and it's fun and I think this week it goes top 20 on the country airplay chart. So it's actually, you know, a legitimate rising hit on the countryside. And it's actually kind of breaking through in terms of the overall picture. And that's why we see it debut on the Hot 100 this week. So there's my pick for the week, Kelsey Ballerini's Love Me Like You Mean It. Jason? That's a good one, man. You mean that Taylor Swift cosign, all powerful these days. If only I can get Taylor Swift to cosign me. Taylor? Soon enough. Anyway. You got to keep rocking that beard. Yeah. Keith, I want to talk about Jess Glynn's new song, Hold My Hand. Now, this came out a couple months ago. Jess Glynn, of course, is the voice of the song Rather Be by Clean Bandit. It was a top 10 hit on the Hot 100. She's a UK pop artist who is now working on her next solo project, Hold My Hand. It does not debut on the Hot 100 this week. Keith, I believe you said it debuts on the Hot dance electronic songs chart that is correct i don't have the position yet because we were okay. still finishing the chart as we went to the podcast but it should that's debut fine. this week hey, yes. that's okay yep. we're, so the song's just getting started but as keith pointed out to me earlier today it's no, it debuted at number one on the uk singles chart uh, i believe it's still there in yep. its second week and obviously just a, a really infectious pop song it's in that rather be vain and she's got a great voice Her voice Glenn, yeah yeah, I mean, she's already a Grammy winner for Rather Be with Clean Bandit, and now she is trying to forge a, a legitimate solo career. I think the song may be the one to help her do it. Uh, we will see in the coming weeks. But Hold My Hand by Jess Glynn, another soon-to-be-hit. And uh, yeah, man, so we only got two this week. That is soon-to-be-hits. All right, Keith, we got to turn to the movie that dominated the box office this week is it looks like it's going to dominate the box office for the next couple weeks until at least the avengers age of ultron comes out furious 7 the seventh installment of of course the much beloved fast and furious franchise i, I like how it was like fast five then it was fast six now it's furious seven yeah it, it, every single there? time well i mean and you know don't forget fast and furious tokyo drift which didn't even have a number in there yeah are you a fan I of the, the fast and the furious movies I, I kind of am. Yeah, not not like a huge... Uh, I mean, anyone who knows me knows how much I love the Step Up movies, and I'll like <laughs> go to that on opening night because I just love the Step Up dance movies. But I haven't seen the new Furious, Fast and Furious movie yet, but I definitely enjoy them. I just think they're really... like The cast is really good. The action's always really solid. It's fun. I, I, it, it's breaking in a boatload of money. I'm waiting for the, the crossover movie, you know, Step Up like fast like step oh, up to the furious where they're dancing on top of cars like dancing that on top are, of like, cars speeding. that are driving oh wow and like vin diesel has to dance to save tyrese like, or something like Ludacris can like sing a song or like rap a song that like someone has to dance to like it's like a, it's like a, i mean there's music there's hip-hop there's there's cars <laughs> and crashing and and people dancing in God, dangerous situations so awesome i mean if, if oh, jason man, versus freddie so cool. i mean come on if we can do that why can't we take yeah. another I think that the Step Up franchise is not in the in the same stratosphere in terms of box office success. Not quite, but they keep on cranking them out. So I love them. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about <laughs> Fury 7. Uh, it raced on to the silver screen this past week, and now its song, its its songs, its soundtrack is, is doing enormously well because of it. First of all, on the Hot 100, they have a new top 10 hit from the Fury 7 soundtrack, See You Again 
by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth. Charlie Puth? 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 Who has worked with Megan Trainer. Um, he, he's a name that has popped up a little bit, but obviously now he has a top 10 hit with Wiz Khalifa. It's a tribute song to Paul Walker. Yep. And I think we were like Paul Walker. I guess Paul Walker. Yes. No. Um, yeah. Um, the late Paul Walker, who passed away while Walker. filming the Fast and the Furious Seven. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, man. I mean, now it's a top ten hit. It moves up seventy four spots on the Hot One Hundred. Is this all due be- to just you know the awareness of the movie, uh, the awareness of the soundtrack? Um, well, yes, in a way. I mean, the 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 song has been out uh, for a couple of weeks. I'm not sure when the video actually came out. I think the video might have come out this past week but the the video effectively is a tribute to paul walker um and it's just nothing but um you know it's wiz khalifa and charlie singing the song intercut with um uh images of paul walker from the entire fast and the furious series and i think i haven't seen the film so i apologize but i i want to say that this particular song see you again uh, closes out the film and the film ends where the cast effectively says goodbye to Paul Walker. Paul Walker, yeah, and and his and his character. So they 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 change the ending of the film because the the ending the, the film was supposed to have a different ending. And then when he died, uh, they regrouped and rewrote the ending. Um, and actually, uh, this is kind of like r- random aside. I didn't realize this, but they had to bring in uh, Paul Walker's brothers uh, to help. Um, film uh, segments of the film, uh, and then they superimposed uh, Paul Walker's face onto yeah. his brother's body. Unreal, which is unreal. But I mean, you know, his, his brothers kind of look like him. But um, so it's, it was one of those things where like the family was involved with the film and making sure that it was done in the right way, and the studio didn't want to screw anything up. And so, you know, um, all of that. All that sentiment and all of that emotion is is playing into the top ten rise of this particular song and the soundtracks jump seventeen to two on the Billboard two hundred this week. So you know you have the the Bafo box office, you have all the streams and the track sales, you have the album sales, you have the the you know all of that stuff combining into a really big week for Furious Seven and. It has a chance of perhaps hitting number one on the Billboard 200 next week if it continues to hold on the way it's doing. Yeah, just the, you, you saw this a couple months ago with the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack, just the, that pop culture domination. Everyone's interested in Furious 7 right now, including the soundtrack, which you said moves up 15 spots to number two. Wale debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 album chart this week. Got some Ludacris, who is co-starring, obviously, in Furious 7 at number three. Little lower, Death Cab for Cutie at number eight, Sufjan Stevens at number ten. But as Keith, as you as you mentioned, the the real news seems to be this Furious Seven bump. Yeah, seventeen to two could be number one next week. It looks like as this movie continues to rake in the dollars, people are going to want to listen to "See You Again," uh, the Paul Walker tribute song, Wiz Khalifa, and there's a lot of big names on this soundtrack as well. A lot of uh, a lot of big hip hop stars. So it'll be interesting to see what this does in the coming weeks. All right, man. Let's uh, let's get to Jessie Ware. Again, this was uh, one of my favorite interviews we've done on the Pop Shop Podcast. Her second album, Tough Love, was released last fall. Uh, she was in New York last week to perform at Terminal 5 in the city, and I hopped on her tour bus a couple hours before the show to discuss um, her process supporting the sophomore album, how the like the merging of indie pop and the and the mainstream pop world. She's worked with Benny Blanco on this new album, uh, as well as Cashmere Cat. 
and a lot more. I also introduced her to the show Empire. She had not heard of the show Empire until I told her about it. So here is Jessie Ware on the Pop Shop Podcast. Jessie Ware, thank you so much for taking a couple minutes. How has this album cycle been for you? I mean, you're about six months into it right now since the album came out. What has been the most surprising part of, of album number two and its promotion? You know what? I think every, and being really frank, everyone talked to me when it was like building up and people hadn't heard the record and being like, you know, that difficult second album, how are you finding it? Like, was it really hard? And I found the second album really easy to, to write and make. It's the promoting it that's the hard bit, I tell you. God, it's kind of... It, you definitely... It definitely feels like a bit more of a slog in some way, in some respects, but then in other respects, it's like you've bedded in and you feel like this is your job now. Yeah. I think, you know, there's all these things that come with the first record and being a like new artist and being like starry eyed and bright eyed and bushy tailed and <laughs> oh, wow, you want me to do this? Yeah. And then this time around, it's like you're a bit more seasoned and... And I think I just, I understand this industry a bit better. Sometimes you don't want to understand it as much, yeah. but um, I feel like I'm definitely, this is my job now and I love it and I'm happy to have it. But um, yeah, I think what I found kind of a bit different is this, the aftermath of bringing it out, which... Um, you know, it has its kind of ups and downs. Yeah, I mean, you have obviously a huge tour planned. You're playing shows left and right. I mean, you, you have been playing these songs for a while. Is it is there a different level of confidence now? that I, I mean, obviously you were confident with Devotion and, and those songs, but just the reception that these songs, that those songs got, and now these new ones, what, what is that like? It feels really good. It's like... Okay, so I've done my UK and Europe tour, yeah. and uh, and then I'm doing this US. And just the reaction to the new songs, even though they are only six months old, they feel even stronger than some of the old songs on Devotion. And I don't think that takes away from Devotion. I just feel like it, me it, it means that people have been really receptive to this album and these songs and kind of me growing and them accepting that, yeah, maybe I do want to make something that's like, you know got some kind of more pop sensibilities and that's okay and my fans like that and they want to sing champagne kisses at the top of their voices and <laughs> blow kisses at me and that's okay and um I think we're having fun with it especially in the this was this record I really focused a lot about thinking about the performance aspect of it and it hasn't let me down yet and my fans haven't let me down and it's it's such a pleasure to be able to play these shows and to play with people smiling and enjoying these ideas that I had, you know. What's been, like, the craziest fan interaction interaction that you've had on this tour? Because I'm, I, we literally, before minutes before this interview, two fans were, like, waiting for you to take a photo and, and sign an autograph. Like, uh, your profile's much larger now. What, what has been, do you have, like, a fun anecdote of just total passion and devotion? I think I think you know definitely the profile thing is I feel I feel like it's it has got bigger especially in the UK you know like I I um 
you either feel completely like you're being the most egotistical person or you're like are they staring at me for a bit too long or you know what I mean and you're like oh I'm on the tube and like they're looking at oh god I haven't covered up my spots and (laughs) I didn't put that makeup on because I didn't think anyone was going to recognize me um uh, so yeah that's kind of weird but no the live like any anecdotes um there was this I mean (laughs) so I've got this song called what you're feeling and um and like I've got quite a lot of gay fans and there's always these fabulous, gorgeous boys at the front, gorgeous girls. And there was this guy in uh, in Munich, I think, and uh, he was dancing, like, to every song. And then on What You're Feeling, I don't know, I was in a kind of... I uh, When you come to my shows, like, it, who knows what I'm going to talk about? It could be a load of crap or sometimes I'm on point and I'm like whoa I'm really on a roll here and then sometimes I just go off piece but there was this guy at the front and he was dancing and I kind of gave him some attention and and um and I thought want your feeling like it's got this kind of kind of disco thing to it I was listening to loads of Daft Punk when I wrote it with Dev Hines and uh and I was like look you've been dancing do you want to just come and dance and like let's set up a routine for the fans to do the worst idea ever because the boy once he got on stage didn't dance so then it was like this thing of like having this guy on stage and you're like okay how am I it was fine bless him it was fine at the same show there was this woman that I'd given a lot of time to who kept on going feelings and I was like is that one you're feeling Jesse play feelings and I was like okay so I played (laughs) you have to try to to decipher what that means and then I turned into kind of Ricky Lake where I'm kind of like giving the fans the mic because I quite like chatting to my fans I like to understand why the bloody hell they bought a ticket for me you know and they're all jokers um, so this one woman was like, play feelings. And um, it was what you're feeling, I thought. And then at the end of the show, um, I was just like, you know, doing my spiel of being like, thank you so much for being here. You know, I really appreciate it. And she went, Jussie, Jussie. And I thought, she's quite a joker. Yeah, go on. Then I gave her the mic. She went, you're pregnant. And I said, sorry, what? <laughs> I was like, mate, you don't say that to someone. And she went, no, you're glowing. You're glowing. And um, I was like thank you so much but get the fuck out of my show man like don't you don't Uh, she didn't leave I was like don't say to a girl she looks pregnant (laughs) especially after she played you played her song I was like what the fuck I've just like fucking give it you just absolutely sabotaged this relationship that we had going on so that was kind of awkward and funny I want to ask because you mentioned Cashmere Cat mm. and you've been working with so many interesting collaborators like you know Benny obviously had a huge part in this last album someone like Miguel someone like Ed Sheeran like do you feel like it, it just it just seems like there's less of a stigma between like the indie world and the pop world now more than ever it seems like everybody's working with everybody mm. you've worked with one of my favorite artists Rin Weaver um, it just seems like people can be more free now do you get that sense as well i think you know what i think benny really taught me that i think you know i had this kind of indie snobbery um before and i'm not even that indie like if i'm being honest like i'm a pop girl like i'm a soul pop girl but i think um i'd be like oh no i couldn't possibly benny and benny really opened my eyes and just was like try everything because you never know what's going to happen and I will carry that with me now and I think you're right I think that 
look I rely on working with like collaborating because I don't play music I know what I want I know what kind of thing I want to do I write I sing I do everything apart from playing instruments so I rely on somebody else and um, I think it's really exciting I think the collaborations that are coming out are brilliant and I think um, I think it's it's really positive and I think it, it kind of makes it less separate this stupid snobbery of what is yeah. cool what is allowed what isn't it's music if it's good it's good yeah I totally agree is there someone out there that you want to work with I mean you've already worked with so many people is there someone out there that you're like I have to get him on or her on album number three my two current faves and I don't know if they'll be on or but I just want to get in the room with them are Leon Bridges mmm yes so good oh that would be awesome yeah and uh, Natalie Prass Oh my goodness. Have you heard about yes, this girl? Yes. Like her album is one of my favorites oh of the year. Oh my god, it's like kind of soul uh, it's like feist but with this like this there's that like Disney element to one of the songs where I was just like shit, this is like fairy tale music. Um she has made me the most excited and we've kind of it's really there's something I haven't done this for a while cuz I I've just been kind of not using Twitter and the internet that much but mm. I said, wow, I can't stop listening to this girl. And then she reached out to me, and now we're emailing, and now oh we're going to be friends. Oh, my goodness. And that's, like, that's the that's best thing, man. Like, this, it's a beautiful thing when that happens. It's the same with Leon, actually. So, like, I think I'm just going to, yeah, I, I want to work with both of them. Are you, are you the kind of person that can write on the road? I mean, you're, you've been so busy. I don't know. Like, I write words, and I'll have ideas, but I can't, like, this is so... It's such a weird, a weird time being on the road where you, I'm kind of not on it for big, long, long stints. So it's kind of like these funny old things where you do have promo and you do have to kind of, it interrupts too much of the day. And then sometimes you just want to switch off and watch like House of Cards instead. Um, You know what I mean? It's, I'm not up to date. I'm on a series one. Don't you say anything. (laughs) You're about to say something. No, I was going to ask if you finished it. I'm, I'm midway through season three. Okay. Uh, it's just so annoying because I read something about fucking Kevin Spacey and it's just annoying but oh, don't yeah like it's just stupid but anyway I'm just going to persevere my bet, my top absolute blunder was watching the first series of Scandal and starting with the last episode because my iTunes downloaded it wrong so I started with the last episode and I was like whoa this is really like jam packed whoa 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 really fast paced <laughs> I, 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 I finished the series in one episode because I started with ser- episode 13. It's so annoying. Oh, no. And you knew everything that was going to happen. Well, I bloody worked it out. So now I'm on series two very quickly. And well, that, it's, it's a little bit of a time saver, if anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I know it's An inadvertent on. time saver. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are you an Empire fan? I don't know Empire. Empire, the show with Terrence Howard, and it's a music mogul. And, what? Oh. I don't know. I like Nashville. Nashville's my vet fave. Emp- it, Empire is like Nashville, but all hip-hop and uh, R&B. Shut up. Hold on. Was Rita on that? Yeah, Rita. Rita, Jennifer Hudson. <gasps> all right. It's all over. Oh, dude. You have to watch it. Uh, has has so Rita good. got a good song on it? What's she it? does. Yeah, she's on the finale. Yeah. I want to be on the finale. <laughs> Do you think now that I sung with Nikki on stage, do you think like that can like mean that I can get on Empire now? Would they have I a, think so. would they have a, a Jewish South London? I don't know. Maybe it's a unique selling point.
Thanks again to Jesse Ware. After her, um, after that chat, I actually made her watch the trailer to Empire, and she absolutely loved it. So maybe she's an Empire junkie as of right now. So Keith, we unfortunately got to wrap this up. Time for your chart stat of the week. Okay, so this is a super short and sweet one, and it's one of those chart stats of the week where. I fear that I've actually talked about this before. So if I have, let me know because I need to keep better records of this. But in 1988, on April 9th, Billy Ocean hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100 with Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car. Now, that was his third number one single on the Billboard Hot 100. And all three of his singles have something in common. They each have eight words in their title, which I know sounds ridiculous. So he first topped the chart with Caribbean Queen, No More Love on the Run, and then he hit number one again with There'll Be Sad Songs to Make You Cry. So I actually learned this statistic from uh, one of the books that Fred Bronson, our former chart beat editor, wrote a long time ago. I was so enamored with that chart stat, it's always hung in my head forever. That's all I had to say about the Billy Ocean this week. I just thought it was a fun fact to bring up. So there's your chart stat of the week. Billy Ocean hit number one. In 1988. All right, that is going to do it for us at the Pop Shop Podcast. Keith, thank you as always. Thanks again to Jesse Ware for stopping by. Uh, we're going to do something really fun for Coachella. I wanted to talk about it now, but we're, unfortunately we're running out of time on this episode. But we're going to do something very fun for Coachella. Uh, keep your eyes peeled on iTunes and on Billboard.com for that. Keith, do you have any parting words? Just get out of my dreams and get into my car, Jason. Get out of my dreams and get into my car. Thank you for listening and take care. At Simple Mobile, you get the no-contract advantage. Those other mobile companies make you think you're in control, but you're really not. They lure you in with shiny new phones and then lock you into long-term agreements. But Simple Mobile is different. You can get a 30-day plan starting at $25. You can also get the latest smartphones, or if you have a compatible phone you love, you can bring it. Just text BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. It's the reliability you need when you need it. All on a powerful nationwide 5G network. With no mystery fees, no activation fees, and no contract ever. All for less money and no contract ever. 5G-capable device and SIM required. Actual availability and coverage and speed may vary. 5G network not available in all areas. 5G upload speed not yet available. Message and data rates may apply. Visit simplemobile.com slash privacy policy for privacy policy. Service plan required for activation. Terms at simplemobile.com.